Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing, where we bring on guests and we talk about this beautiful city we call Long Beach. And now, here's your host, motivational coach, Paul Fortune. Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing. Make sure you subscribe to Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. We're on all of them. So make sure you subscribe and like our Facebook group. It's a Long Beach thing for upcoming activities and podcasts and the fun about Long Beach. Chris Arnado, how are you today? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Paul, for, uh, for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about all things uh, Long Beach. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited to have you. I, you know, we've known each other, gosh, now going on a few months. And I'm telling you what, um, the more and more I hear you do your hosting, the more and more you are nailing it. More and more, you did an event at the Signal Hill Chamber of Commerce. And my friend, you were on point the whole time. It. You were doing jokes. You were keeping it light. You were keeping the flow going. You're keeping the group going. So kudos to you on stepping up your game at the uh, Signal Hill Chamber of Commerce. I appreciate it, Paul. Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, great chamber to be in. Be in not too not too large, um, but it's just right for me. Uh, I get the opportunity to develop a really great relationships. It's uh, you know it's not the uh, the big uh, chamber. Uh, deal like some of the bigger cities but um you know it's it's a little bit more intimate and i i just i enjoy the intimacy of it um you're able to take your time and you know how it is when you're at these bigger events uh you're trying to meet uh a lot of people at one time you you rush yourself here just be yourself take your time and kind of go with the flow yeah absolutely i've learned uh early on about networking events don't worry about meeting every single person at the event, concentrate on a few and, and concentrate on developing a relationship because that's what it's all about. And the more you go to these events, the more you'll be able to expose yourself to other people in the event. So don't go in there throwing cards in people's face, have conversations and, and yeah. enjoy it. I think that's a, a, a big thing that, you know, you get people in these events, as you know, Chris, where they're coming in, giving your, your, your card without, you not knowing what they do. And I think it's, it's better to, to have a conversation, to see where the flow goes. That's the last thing I do is give somebody my card. I want to develop a relationship with them because I don't want to give them my card and they go to, uh, to the trash bin and throw it away. I want to have a good conversation with them. And they go, no, I want to keep Paul's card. He's a good guy. Yeah. I may or may not use them, but I want to have his information because I enjoyed our conversation. And I think that's what it's all about. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, all, all good points. Um, I stopped giving my cards away. Um, and when people ask me for a card, I just say, you know, I, I apologize. I don't, I don't carry my cards anymore. Um, I think they're just, uh, you know, they're, they're good tools, uh, right? But we have uh, what's called a, a phone. Um, I can always look someone up on the internet, on LinkedIn. And if I need to contact someone, I can contact them. Contact them. Um, and if they need to reach me, they know how to reach me, right? They knew who I am. I'm on the board at <laughs> Signal Hill. 
uh, and uh, on the board. And you know, we have our own networking group, right? That we meet uh, a couple times a, a month. And so, yeah, I just uh, I feel like the for me the business card has just uh, I've kind of just tossed that aside and, and really just focused on uh, just talking to people and getting to know them a little bit more. Yeah, connections are are the most important thing because you just yeah. never know. You could have a conversation with somebody and and nothing might not come of it, but you continue to have conversations and conversations. And all of a sudden that other person is in a conversation with somebody else and goes, Chris, you got to talk to my man, Chris. And all of a sudden you build rapport, you build business with it. Am I right? Go see Chris. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I met with uh, Graciano this, uh, this morning. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, he's a loan officer at uh, Blueprint on, in Belmont Shore on Second yeah. Street. That's right. Yep. Right yeah. on. Right really, on. Really nice guy. Uh, we actually brought you up. Uh, oh, cool. Good conversation uh, last week at the uh, a couple weeks ago at the in person uh, meetup. So, yeah, he, he talked very highly of you, Paul. Oh well, 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 good, good. I, I, I gave him an extra five bucks to to let you know that. So I'm glad, I'm glad my five bucks paid off with him. Graciano's a good guy. Yeah, no, Graciano's a, a great guy, and uh, I look forward to getting to, to know him um, in the future. But right now, it's all about you, Chris, and it's all about Long Beach. So go into your connection with Long Beach. So my connection uh, to Long Beach. Uh, so. Back in, uh, you know, graduating high school, uh, I thought I wanted to be this uh, athletic trainer uh, for a professional sports team, uh, any team except for the Dodgers or the Cowboys or the Lakers. Um, hey, 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 this right? is a Long Beach thing. <laughs> Definitely a Long Beach thing. So uh, I applied to a few schools and, and landed at Long Beach State. Uh, so I packed up my, I, I borrowed a truck from my uncle, packed it up in the back and I said, uh, see you later, Bay Area. Moved to Long Beach State and um, uh, stayed in the dorms for uh, the first semester. Ended up in an apartment the, the second semester. And I, I, I'm proud to say that I was the one of the first of probably, I don't know how much, how many uh, people can stay in the pyramid? 4,000 people? Uh, Found that, yeah. Yeah. I, I can say I was one of the first to attend the uh, very first event, which was the basketball game against University of Detroit um, at the time. What, what year was that? That was uh, 94. So the fall okay. of 94. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely aging myself. So 94 is uh, we're coming up on what, 30 years? <laughs> you know, you blink your eyes and it, it, it just goes, but we're having fun doing it, right? Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So that's where my. Um, my Long Beach uh, days started, uh, was uh, going to school, Cal State Long Beach. I went to school with Misty May, the famous uh, volleyball player. We actually had a, a few classes together because she was pursuing the same degree uh, as I was. Uh, obviously, she didn't, uh, I don't think she's uh, doing that. She's focused on uh, volleyball uh, things. Yeah, uh, I think she coaches at Long Beach City College now, or she used to, fairly recently. So. Yeah, she does a lot of, a lot of things, with, uh, especially with developing programs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, you know, on her uh, Facebook page, she does a lot of things in the, in the Orange County area um, with developing, uh, you know, female programs, getting uh, more people in the sport, uh, right? So, yeah, I took classes with her 
I'm trying to think if there was uh, anyone else that was super famous that I went to school with. Um, let's see. I don't. I don't think I have. Um, but that's 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 when my uh, time in Long Beach started. Uh, Long Beach was um, at the time, you know, downtown Long Beach. I remember cruising down there my first week, and there was absolutely nothing to do. Yeah. Right? I I drove down there with my doormate and. We were driving around and there was just absolutely nothing uh, until I think a couple of years later, uh, yard house opened. Um, and that's where, that was what, that was one of my uh, hangouts was uh, down there on shoreline was a uh, yard house and, and all the, the little village there. Was uh, a Tennessee or um, uh, something Jack's wasn't something, what's the name of that restaurant right next to there in shoreline village? Yeah. The, uh, the Mexican restaurant. Um, yeah. Was that there when you were there? Tequila Jacks, is it? Tequila yeah. Jacks, yeah. Was that there when you were there? Uh, I think so. Okay. I never really uh, probably noticed it just mm -hmm. because you know I was just having a good time at Yard House. Yeah. It was yeah. just a fun place. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I noticed that that place was growing, right? They did a lot of redevelopment down there um, you know, over the past uh, couple of decades. And now that place is booming. Um, with uh you know with uh, the conventions going on down there with what's happening on pine street a lot of things going on i was hoping that maybe the angels would move uh, to downtown there was talks about that a couple of years ago but yeah, that that's probably not going to happen um but uh yeah i've seen long beach grow um you know i, I still go to the uh, the same pizza spot uh that uh, that i went to uh probably my second night uh, in school uh, called Pizza Mania. It's right there on Atherton and Powell Reddit. Right next to the university. I, I hear a lot of great things about there. I've been there once or twice. It's, it's, it's really good, uh, but I'm more of a Mari's guy down the street. Which place? Mari's. It's Mari. on, uh, uh, on uh, Palo Verde and uh, Stearns. There's a donut shop. I think it's called Simone's. Okay. Oh, yeah, Simone's. Yeah, in that in that shopping center, there's, uh, there's a uh, Italian restaurant. They have great, great pizza called Mari's. It is oh, phenomenal. Check it out. We'll yeah, you it. should. They have a lot of. Uh, it's a family restaurant. They have all kinds of uh, sports stuff. Maybe they can sponsor your uh, your kids lacrosse. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So Pizza Mania, they were. Um, so the the owner James, uh, he would always charge me for extra ranch, and I didn't like that. <laughs> And then he recently sold it to uh, to a family that, that so the um, one of the workers there we became really good friends. Um, he's now the owner of Pizza Minutes. Uh, him and his his daughters work there. Um, his wife is kind of in the background, um, but I'm, I'm glad they uh, he took it over. In his is it the same recipe as far as the pizza? Same recipe. Oh yeah, because same recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people rave about that place. And it's good. I, I've been there a few yeah. times. I need to go back to remember my palate there because it's been a long, long time. But I, I hear, especially people that went to Long Beach State, they always talk about uh, Pizza Mania. So yeah. it's a staple. It's a staple. Um, so I, I go there uh, at the end of my workday sometimes and just order on the phone. Hey, this is Chris. You know what I like? <laughs> the sauce, light on the cheese. There you go. They roll out the red carpet for you there, huh? Yeah, Sergio. So if you're ever at Pizza Mania, uh, tell him Chris uh, sent you. Go see Sergio. 
All right. I will I will make a note there. I'm gonna see surgery when donut shop Simone's. What's that? The donut shop, uh Simone's. Yeah, that's a great place. Yeah, well, you know, the, all the uh, some of those those great donut shops are going away. Simone's is one of the last they're standing, which is a great, great place. I used to go to a, a great donut shop that's now um, a Neal's on um, it was on PCH and Clark there yeah. by the 7-Eleven was called Jerry's Donuts. It was phenomenal. I remember going there as a kid. So um, I love a good donut shop, and Simone's is definitely up there. Is yeah, it? Simone's is definitely up there uh, as far as the old school uh, donut shops. Yeah, I'm not into the big chain ones like Krispy Kreme and all that. I, I like the family owned. Yeah, donut shop. The you know fresh out of the uh, the fryer, grease falling off of it, right? Yeah, and, you know, I'm supporting uh, the family. Yes, absolutely and and that's what long beach is about that's one of the things i love about long beach is there is a lot of mom and pop shops that aren't in a lot of other cities but in long beach there's several and and you you know you go to a different neighborhood and you you go to another nook neck nick and cranny that is like just deliciousness whether you like chinese food italian food yeah. sushi whatever Long Beach has got it. So that's one of the, the benefits of, of being in the, uh, the Long Beach community. Yeah. And um, I like to bring up, you know, the, the diversity of, uh, of the city, right? Yeah. Um, there's so many different cultures uh, within, uh, within Long Beach. Uh, I really, that's, that, that's really unique um, about the city, right? Is, mm -hmm. you know, you meet uh, people from all types of uh, walks of life, uh, all different cultures, I'm learning and growing every single day and learning about different cultures. It's, it's amazing. Um, you know, learning about, uh, you know, the, the Cambodians, uh, how they landed in Long Beach, right? They have the Cambodian town down there, you know, all the Filipinos, um, that were in the Navy, right. Are, uh, implanted in, uh, mostly North, North, uh, Long Beach, um, the Vietnamese, right. All, all types of, uh, cultures, right. Um, there's just, uh, an amazing, uh, opportunity to to learn and, and grow uh through, through the diversity of language so yeah i read a study and this is uh, uh a while back so i don't know if it still holds true today but uh that long beach was one of the most equally diverse cities in the nation now i oh, still wow. think it's probably got to be up there um again this study was done about five or six years ago but um but you know when after it came out and after i read it i go yeah it it, it very much is yeah. Um, just different neighborhoods, you know, and, and I, what's great about it is it, it mixes up, you know, the cultures kind of just blend together and I, and, and, it, and it's a lot of harmony here in Long Beach, which, which another great, great reason to be in Long Beach because of that very fact that yeah. you brought up. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's so many, um, unique people out there, you know, that, uh, that contribute to the diversity of, of Long Beach, um, and that's why we probably have so many great restaurants, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's yeah. this one, if you like Thai food, there's this one place called Panvamon. I don't know if you've heard of it. Where's that at? So they have a couple locations, one in downtown, and there's one um, on uh, Carson. What is it? Carson and Bellflower. Hmm. Oh, really good, yeah. Carson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Carson and Bellflower. Near yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been that one. I've been there. Yes. Very, Panvamon? very good. Yeah, you've been there? Yeah. Yeah. That place is amazing, too. There's another good Thai place um, 
the, the name escapes me right this moment, but it's on Broadway and Loma. There's okay. a, a cleaners. There's like a shopping center. There's a liquor store. It's right in there. It's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, uh, Thai food. The owner, her name is Perry and she's super, super, super nice. Um, forgive me, Perry, for not remembering your restaurant, but it is very, very good. It's in between, um, you know, where 3636 is in between that there's a liquor store, the cleaners right, right in there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit. So you started your career, you, you, you know, you were Lummi state, you graduate, you want to get into the athletic realm. And uh, that didn't pan out. And then you pivoted to uh, Enterprise. So let us yeah, know about so, that. So uh, athletic training was my deal, right? Going to college. I did a, a, a week-long, it was supposed to be a, a thousand-hour-long um, uh, internship so I can become a certified athletic trainer. Well, I, did, I started an internship at uh, Long Beach City College, Go Vikings, right? Go Vikings, yeah. Of uh, Long Beach City, they're growing. It's amazing what they're doing at school. Uh, if you ever got in that area, uh, it's just growing. But anyway, um, you know, first week, I got, I told myself I cannot do this anymore. I'm not fit to be a flight trainer. It's just not what I want to do. One uh, weekend. One weekend, Paul. It was one week. Um, I I'm a sports enthusiast, right? Mm -hmm. um, as you can see, you now I got a football. I got a I got a Warriors stuff, all Bay Area stuff. I got Niners stuff. I've got, you know, Lily, uh, little, you know, big uh, Ricky Henderson, Oakland A's. Um, we could talk about that later, but, you know, 20, 20 hours in, I was, I was done. I said, okay, I'm just going to finish, finish the degree and figure out my life, wherever it takes me. So yeah, I just, I, I applied. 20 hours in, what happened? What's that? 20 hours in, what, what? what emotions were coming in when you were doing this for 20 hours? You know, I, do I really want to take people up? Uh, it just, there was something about it. I just didn't enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed yeah. learning about it, but the actual job itself. No, I, I didn't want to, uh, it wasn't me. It just wasn't, yeah. wasn't who I was. Um, so I, I just had to figure it out. Um, you know, mom, mom uh, took the, took the leash off as far as uh, allowance throughout college. Mm. Um, yeah, although I, I had a lot of part-time jobs, um, right? So I used that to my advantage, uh, my experience, and applied to a few places. I ended up at uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Uh, go Enterprise. They'll pick you up, right? They hire a lot of people out of college. That's one of the places. That's one thing I, yeah. I enjoy about Enterprise uh, is they, they do hire people out of college because when I was getting out of college, it was hard to get a job because I didn't have experience. So kudos to Enterprise for um, going after those college grads. Yeah, yeah. So they were big on hiring, right? And they had the nice pamphlet, the green pamphlet, and they uh, had all the bullet points for the management training program. So, you know, I said, hey, you know, I'll apply, give it a shot, right? So I did that. Um, was uh, four years into, into uh, the rental side of enterprise. Uh, and then I became a branch manager uh, you know, during that fourth year. And my VP goes, you know, I think you'd be a great fit for our uh, remarketing department. Uh, so remarketing, 
And we were the department that was responsible for selling uh, all the cars that were retired from the rental fleet. So I dealt with uh, GMs of, of dealerships, used car managers, sales managers, uh, independent stores, uh, wholesalers, exporters. Uh, I developed really good relationships with all these guys uh, and, and the very few ladies that uh, were in the car business. Um, had a had a really good time uh, for that for those fourteen years, and then in uh, 2016, um, I actually became a client of the firm that I I, uh, I partnered up with now, Edward Jones, right? Mm -hmm. And I really really enjoyed uh, that client experience um, because throughout my uh, working career, you know, I got married, um, have you know, started having uh, building a family, right? Growing a family, and my wealth was growing. Um, I had accounts everywhere. I had, you name it, I had an account with them. E-Trade, I had an account with E-Trade. I had an account with Morgan Stanley. I had an account with uh, Northwestern Mutual. Um, I had an account uh, with my 529 plan with uh, Merrill Lynch. <laughs> I had accounts just everywhere, right? I had my Fidelity account with my 401k plan at, at Enterprise. Uh, so I was looking for a way just to organize, um, you know, the wealth I was uh, uh, growing in. The experience I had at Edward Jones um, as a client was amazing, right? And my advisor at the time, who actually uh, worked for Enterprise, mm. he goes, yeah, check, check out the opportunity, right? So I gave it a lot of thought. Um, and then a year later, uh, I, uh, I shadowed uh, the financial advisor out in like Tustin or Buena Park, uh, wherever. And we sat down and we talked and that day, I uh, I applied for <laughs> I applied to be uh, an advisor. Um, that was July of uh, 2017, and throughout the next uh, three four months, um, I started to empty my uh, my enterprise office little by little, taking pictures down, um, personal belongings out because I knew this was the step I was taking. Uh, by the time uh, September hit, my office was completely empty. Right, um, no one knew, no one knew what was going on. No one knew I was taking stuff out, right? Because no one really came to my office. No one really had a reason to. Um, and uh, end of September, I uh, gave my two weeks. Um, and October, mid-October was my uh, first day to, uh, to start studying for the exams. <laughs> so I, I took a uh, pretty much a crash course uh, on taking the Series 766 in California insurance. I launched my practice in April of 2018. And it's been, uh, yeah, it's been four years uh, since I uh, started my journey as, a, as an advisor. Um, and uh, just enjoy, uh, you know, now I, I feel like I'm, I'm really living a, a purposeful life, right? I've met some really great people along the way, you know, these past four years. Um, and if there's uh, another thing that I can take out of it, right, is as, as a, if I could give advice to those that are, that are, that are able to watch this, right? Um, to those that are in their you know, younger years, um, that are you know, maybe in college or starting early in their careers, um, you know, make sure you don't uh, burn any bridges, right? Because you, you never know when you can come back to those, to those folks. Um, I wish I had, a, I, I did a better job, you know, keeping uh, phone numbers, right? Um, but I'm able to at least uh, keep in touch uh, through social media. Um, and I'm, I'm looking back, I'm, I'm really happy that I was able to, um, you know, really nurture those relationships uh, in my early uh, years because you never know 
you know, how, how those people can support um, you, especially when you're transitioning from, from one industry to another, right? Um, and it, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a great, uh, great ride, just helping families, uh, you know, organize, grow, protect their wealth, uh, you know, as I did. Um, now I'm part of a team in, in Long Beach where we're helping businesses with their retirement plans for their employees. There's a team of five of us here at the branch. Um, we're going to be uh, the first, hopefully the first in the firm to have officially a team of uh, advisors um, so we can help uh, you know, larger, larger companies because uh, you know, we feel that there's just a lack of advice uh, in that space. Very good. Let me go back a, a little bit because uh, our thoughts that came into my head when you were, you were telling your story about the transition to enterprise uh, to Edward Jones. And one of the things that I thought of was, was this very fact. Mm-hmm. You're a father of two and, and ha- have a wife. Um, you, you had steady work for, what did you say, 16, 14 or 16 years at enterprise? 18 years I was there, yeah. 18 years, uh, you know, steady, steady pay. And you're going to another position with, correct me if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, all commission, correct? Yeah. So, you know, what's great about Edward Jones um, is that they, they, uh, they invest in you, right? So um, it's not starting out, it's not all 100% commission. You know, they, they support you a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a big transition. I, I did take a big you know, I wouldn't say big, it was a large uh, pay cut, uh, you know, coming from where I was at uh, to starting out brand new, brand new industry, right? Um, starting from the ground up, you know, I, I, we talked about donut shops, right? Hmm. It's almost like, you know, day one, you, you've opened up your donut shop, right? How are you going to grow that, hmm. right? You got, you have all the ingredients for the donuts, but now, you know, what do you, what do you do to, uh, to market yourself as as the, the donut shop because there's a lot of donut shops in, the, in town, a lot of advisors uh, right in, in the market, um, and and how we how we do that right is we get to know people in the neighborhood and in the community, um, and for me it was you know a lot of uh, door knocking in my community, uh, business to business both business to business and residential, uh, joining networking groups uh, right uh, Signal Hill. Networking group, uh, nonprofits, uh, not not necessarily to you know just for my business, right? But you know, I want to get out there and, and just meet people, um, see how I can be a service, whether it's you know financial or not, right? Um, and so, yeah, it, it was uh, it was hard at first, uh, definitely a sacrifice. Um, I, I leaned on uh, a lot of prayer. You know, with that, and that's uh, that's helped out a ton. Um, but I appreciate that question because you know a lot of people these days, uh, you know, if they're stuck at a job that they don't like, um, there's some you know there's definitely some sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if anyone out there wants that uh, wants that advice, reach out to me. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are at that job where, gosh, do I want to do this forever? In fact, before our meeting today, I was meeting with a gentleman who's been, who was at a dealership for over 20 years and was interested in, uh, in financial services and becoming an advisor. I was so passionate um, that everyone in the office could hear what, what I was saying, right? And, uh, you know, he's, he's now wanting to uh, explore this, uh, this career for himself, um, making that impact. But, 
it could be for this career, it could be any career, you know, if, if anyone needs help out there, you know, in, in life transition, you know, job to job, it, it's, uh, it's scary, right? Um, and you want to be able to find that the right fit uh, for yourself. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It is scary. And I, I, I feel you with, with my own journey on the, on the same path on that. Yeah. So, um, get, get into the weeds a little bit about that. I mean, there's gotta be times, especially starting out. I'm, I, I know now it's a little bit better because you got momentum and, and you know what you're doing and I've had conversations with you. So I know you're a successful man, but I'm t- talking about when you first made that transition in the early stages of that, where you don't have the knowledge you do now, and you're looking at yourself going, boy, oh boy, I'm sure there's times in your mind at that point, you were like, did I make this right? Did I make the right decision? And am I doing this correctly? I mean, I got bills to pay, I got kids to feed, uh, you know, all these things going through your head. And you talked about prayer and that's very, very important. Was there any other, other things that you did to keep your, keep your mind on the tracks? For sure. Um, Mentorship was key. So within the firm, there's, there's mentorship opportunities uh, and then outside uh, uh, the firm, uh, you know, having coaches, right, uh, beside you. Um, I think w- whenever you're in this transition and, and you're, you've got anxiety happening, it, I think it's important to lean on someone, right? Lean on that person that you can just, you know, kind of vomit on right i say you know probably a bad term but just vomit and express your feelings and, and anger and frustration uh, it's important it's important if you have to hire a coach hire a coach invest in because in, you're you're not you're not paying the coach right you're actually investing in yourself that's what i call it right you're not paying the coach you're investing in yourself right so i i invested in myself at the time um there's a there's a couple of guys that I that I leaned on. They're they're super duper highly up there in terms of you know all the businesses they run. Um, one of them being David Meltzer. He's a highly successful uh, entrepreneur. Um, he has a great story where he lost a million uh, over uh, a billion dollars uh, in his uh, business, went bankrupt, and then he uh, he was able to revitalize his life. Uh, you know, through all the things that he uh, that he does, provides a lot of value, um, and, and really, um, you know, going back uh, to your to your question, uh, one thing that was that I always kept in my head is, you know, how can I provide value for someone today, right? I just want to provide value for at least one person today, and it could be financial, it could be not, it could be something completely different, right? Uh, it could be about cooking. <laughs> right as long as i'm providing value mm-hmm. right? it could be about uh, buying a car right hey chris how, how do i buy a car you were in the business right hey, yeah i was in the business for 18 years how do i buy a car um providing value in that way mm-hmm. right uh much of my career really isn't about investments it really isn't um a lot of it is purpose driven right uh, I would say 90% uh, of what I do is helping people uh, uncover their purpose if they don't have a purpose and help them pursue that purpose in life, right? I would say the investments, those are just the tools um, to help us get uh, to that purpose. And 
that, that's what I focus on is 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 purpose for for folks, um, so that they can uh, they can you know live a life, um, you know live a legacy, right, and then leave a legacy. So live a legacy and then leave a legacy is what I help uh, you know people do. Um, it's not about stocks. It's not about mutual funds. It's not about ETFs. It's not about really cash. Uh, it's all about purpose and being uh, purpose driven. I, I love that a lot. Um, and the reason why I love that a lot is because I'm about being authentic. And like when, when I deal with people, other coaches or are dealing with people in the financial advising world, loan officers, agents, whatever business they're in, if they're service first, they are going to win mm -hmm. because I'm not the only one that feels this way. You, when you have conversations with a financial advisor or with, with any, any field, you name it, and you feel like it's money first with them, you, 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 you want to back up a, a second go, you know, uh, you know, what angle, you know, you're thinking what angle you're coming at, but right. if you're coming from an element of care and sport and service, then the money will come. If you're in a conversation with somebody about whatever, whatever it is, the potential client, whatever, whatever it could be, ask yourself, how can you serve them? And it might not be a, a money transaction at that point. And that's okay. Yeah. That is okay. If you help that person, good things are going to happen. You help enough people, the money will come. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, you know money is always going to be there. It, it just is. Um, as long as we're, we're people first, we're relationship first, um, no matter what industry. It could be, you could be in the car industry, right? And, that, and the, that's another conversation about the car industry, right? <laughs> a lot of work uh, to do there. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I feel like the car industry is definitely a place where you can become wealthy. Um, as a, as a, I've met, I've come across people that are, that are making millions of dollars yeah. just by being a car salesman. Yeah. Right. Because they're, they're people first, mm -hmm. they follow up with their, with their customers and their clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it's just not here, hand them the keys and they bought a new car. It's 30 days later. Hey, how's that car going? Yeah. How's your family like it? Yeah. Right. How, how's the, uh, how do you like the, the drive? Right? Have you taken a vacation in your car yet? Mm -hmm. Right, and then hitting up, hitting them up on their birthdays. Right, special events. Um, that's how you build a business. Right, you don't build a business through transactions. Mm -hmm. You build a business through relationships, um, and that's where a lot of industries um, could uh, could really benefit uh, from. No, no question about it. And that, and that's that's the thing. It, whatever angle or, or business or anybody wants to be in, if your your first goal is to help that other person, things are going to happen for you. You just yeah. have to be patient with it. I think that sometimes, especially in, in your industry, especially is patience. It, patience is tough because we got to pay bills, right? Yeah. Bills are coming in. I need yeah. you to sign, Mr. Johnson. I need this to go on, man. <laughs> and, and it just doesn't work that way. And you just have to, if you really believe in yourself and you really believe in what the product you're selling, the money will come, but you got to put that person first. Yep. 
For sure, it's 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 people first. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next, uh, I don't know, however long I'm on this earth. I don't, I, I was having a conversation with the gentleman uh, before our call today. And I told I don't think I'll ever quote unquote retire uh, from what I'm doing because I just, I really enjoy the relationships I'm creating uh, and building upon because right? that's what it's all about. That's what keeps me going every day. If I, if I, you know, if I did decide to retire, I'd probably die uh, two weeks later because yeah, I'm not talking to people anymore. Yeah, yeah that's a good, good point that you bring up because uh, in the financial advising world, uh, it, it grows old. Like they're, 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 the ages that, that stay in the business are much higher than other industries to, that, to your point because they enjoy what they do. And it's, yeah. a lot of times it's not, I mean, I get it. I mean, work is work. There, there's there's going to be a grind in anything that you do. But there's got to be an element of enjoyment. You got to enjoy the ride. You got to enjoy the journey. And I know I feel like a lot of financial advisors who have their heart in the right spot, they don't want to retire because they enjoy helping people. They enjoy going forward. So um, I, I echo that. I, I, I'm sure that you'll be in it for for many many moons to come, Chris. Yeah, hundred percent. I appreciate that. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm I, I'm continuous learning. Um, you know, we talk about uh, I'm probably going off on a tangent a little bit. Um, you know, there's there's lots of talks about the time management and, and balance in life and, and all that, and making sure you spend 50% with your family or 40% with your family and 60% in your business. I I don't believe uh, in that. Um, what I believe right is harmony. How can you build harmony amongst everything that you have going on in your life? right to make sure it works for you um and so what i what i really enjoy about you know what i do is also i get to spend time uh, with my family on on the time that i choose you know being able to attend uh you know my son's uh, lacrosse games um or my daughter is uh, being honored at school right um i'm able to do all that spend time with my wife and, and take her out on dates and and, and uh, watch a uh, you know, watch a, you know, uh, when, when did the Warriors lose? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday evening uh, playoff game, right? It's all about, it's, it's not about balance. No one has balance in life, right? There's no such, I believe there's no such thing. I believe it's, it's all harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have, you, you need to figure out the, the right harmony and the right blend. Kind of like when you go to, uh, to Jamba Juice, you're, you're trying to find that nice smoothie, right? That when you when you take a sip, it just tastes so good, right? That's what you know. Life is all about. You want life to be enjoyable. Um, I, I've learned, uh, you know, through these past uh, few years, is make every day a vacation, right? So many so many of us are living for a Friday, um, or uh, or just dread Mondays, right? Life is too short. Enjoy every day. Enjoy every minute. Um, it, it's all about living a life uh, thinking that you're on vacation every day uh, i truly believe i'm living i'm so fortunate I'm, I'm vacationing every day right some people who watch this may think you're crazy uh, I'm, I'm grinding nine to five well you know what uh what i learned this morning uh what graciano taught me was that uh, henry ford invented the nine to five did you know that paul I did not know that. I did not know that. What, what did he say about that? 
So Henry Ford invented the nine to five, and that was over a hundred years ago, right? And you mean to tell me that we haven't we haven't adapted from a hundred years ago? Why can't why can't we work twelve to four, right? Why can't we call it six a.m. to nine a.m. Whatever works for you, whatever works for that person. Um, I'm not a nine to five guy. <laughs> I'm just not. Mm -hmm. uh, I just I I want to you know of course you know maximize you know every day as possible um, and have that great harmony you know, amongst all aspects of my life and that's that's what I want to help uh, people uh, is is to have that harmony. Man, you must have listened to one of my talks about uh, about <laughs> the uh, living for Monday, man, because that's what I talk about, man. Living for Monday, not Friday. And the important thing of what I want to add to that, because that's yeah. really like, that's my jam. That's what I'm very passionate about. And that's what I talk, do talks about is that very subject about the culture in, in, in corporate America that I would love to have a shift on. And it starts with the employees. You know, you've heard that saying Monday, you know, at 7 p.m. Sunday night, you start to think about Monday and you start yeah. to think about all you have to do and and most of the stuff that you're thinking about is all uh, all negative stuff that you have to do on Monday. But remember this, remember this, when you get to Monday and you actually do it, and I, I've experienced this myself, I've had those thoughts Monday, 7 p.m. I start thinking about Monday. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm, I'm stressing myself out. I don't sleep well. And then I get up for Monday and then I, I start my day and I get into Monday. And all those silly thoughts that I had Sunday night, ruining my Sunday night, did not come to fruition on Monday. And Monday was not bad. It was a great day, but I ruined my Sunday night thinking about it. It's way worse in your head. You have thousands and thousands of thoughts in your head. Not every single thought has to be your reality. And I think that that as, as a culture that we need to, to change that. And one of the things that I feel that we could do to change that is start to think about when you have those thoughts in your head, start to think about what are you looking forward to on Monday? And it could be lunch with your coworker or, yeah. or uh, in, in your case, uh, you know, the 49ers beat the Cowboys. So I can't wait to talk <laughs> to Paul the next day to really dig in on him, you know? So, so start to think about those things yeah, because the most important thing about that is if you are just living Friday to Sunday, you're going to look at your life because life goes by quick. You're going to be looking at your life 10, 20 years down the road and go, boy, oh boy, where did my life go? Well, your life went fast because you're only living three days a week and you're autopilot the other four. Yeah. Yeah, so my kids think I'm crazy because I, I tell them, I, I can't wait till Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just enjoy waking up each day uh, and looking forward to, you know, what, what I can accomplish and how I can serve people uh, in any you know, facet any way possible. Um, if more people embrace, you know, not live, you know, not taking that um, that approach as far as that that dreadful Monday, right? Uh, I think we'll be in a better spot um, as far as uh, you know where we're at in, in you know society, um, and uh, having that harmony, right, um, will will we'll definitely you know, help. Um, yes, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with large companies as far as the nine to five and, 
I think uh, we're seeing a shift since COVID, right? Um, there's still a lot of work to do. You know, I don't think nine to five should exist. I think, uh, yes, there, there's certain careers, certain industries that, you know, they, they need, we need nurses, right? We need teachers. Those are always going to be there. But, you know, for the entrepreneurs, right, uh, for those people that are in sales, um, it doesn't need to be nine to five. It could be uh, it could be any hours of the day from from where you're at. Um, you know, you could be you could be sitting uh, here. You could be sitting in New York doing this podcast, and I could be out uh, out in Hawaii. You know, with you connecting, right? How do you know we're not doing that right now? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, well, this is kind of a, a good transition. Um, because you're talking about a, a shift and not everything has to be nine to five and you in the financial world, where, where do you see and with the, what is it? The great, uh, reset, uh, the great, uh, resignation. I think that's great what it's called. Yeah. yeah. The great resignation with that going forward. I know you don't have a crystal ball because if you had a crystal ball, I'd be talking to you on your uh, mega yacht outside of uh, Jamaica, you know, selling the, uh, the seven seas, but you're, but, so you don't have that crystal ball. So I get that. So in your opinion, with, with the changing of the workforce and what you see in the market with crypto becoming a, a major player going forward, NFTs, all this fun, exciting stuff coming our way, where do you see our economy transitioning with all this information? I think it's exciting. Um, I, I, I'm going to take the, the positive approach um, on this. I think there's a lot of opportunities uh, for growth uh, within the economy. Um, yeah, people bring up crypto and NFTs, right? But uh, I think there's even greater growth than that. Companies are going to continue to grow. Right. As long as companies have, you know, high quality people running them, right? Uh, they have high quality services, high quality products. Um, they will continue to grow um, and, and generate revenue. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. Yes, we're experiencing some volatility here uh, due to some inflation and, and interest rates, and, and we have the uh, still the war going on. You know, in Ukraine. By the way, if, if there's any veterans on this call or you're servicing the military, my my gratitude to you. Um, I know it's uh, you know it's it's uh, it's tough seeing uh, you know warlike um, you know situations happening. But back to your you know back to your question on the economy. There's just a lot of things going on right now that excite me. Um, right, unemployment is near pre-COVID uh, numbers. Uh, near, it, I think it's hovering right around 3.8% right now, 4%. Uh, we're almost at that 3.5% where unemployment was pre-COVID. So that, that's good. Um, and we have, uh, we have a, now a new generation of innovators, right? You touch on the NFTs and, and all the crypto stuff that, that's happening. Um, a lot of innovation, right? Um, you know, with, with, with that, um, there's innovation in, uh, in biotech, in science, and engineering. Uh, all of that, right, is going to contribute to a to an expanding uh, economy, right? I think so much uh, of us, and I, I try, you know, I educate my clients on this, right? We live so much on a day to day, 
right? That we forget about what's what all the positive stuff that is out there that is happening. We, have, we there's some really smart, intelligent people out there that are gonna, that are going to help um, innovate in all industries, right? And that's going to carry our economy forward. That's what's going to help us grow um, and, and expand for sure. Absolutely. Well, what do you see? You know, with technology coming coming full force and it's always been there and there's always this fear right the computer the computer is going to take away the jobs it's always been that way and you can talk about the cotton gin back in the the 1900s that was going to take away jobs and 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 it actually enhanced jobs and and made jobs easier and and created more jobs and then the the computer uh came really hard hard in the 90s and there was a lot of people you know they were thinking oh it's, it's over and the computer has has expanded the workforce, has exploded the workforce, oh, yeah. and now we're getting into where we're with five G techno- technology, and it's only going to get greater from there. AI is going to be uh, tremendous going forward, and the fear of AI just eliminating all all workforce. Um, can you shed a positive light on w- what you think might go forward with all that? Look, we still need people, right, that are behind the scenes of AI. So there's going to be jobs created uh, behind that. And yes, for, for average workers, it is a it is a concern, right? But there are still, uh, I would say, majority of us, we still want to deal with a person, right? I mean, it's, it's impacting our industry, right? You can go to a website and have a, an artificial intelligent person or person artificial intelligence do investing on your behalf right but does that robot know my heart does that robot know my purpose does that robot know really know my goals right ai in our industry they're just working on numbers that's all they're doing they're working on returns they're not working on what's most important to you Right, and your purpose and what you're trying to achieve. Um, so yeah, do I do I think AI and, and technology is going to have a, a negative impact? Yeah, it probably will. But you know, we as uh, as uh, as human beings, right? We still want to interact with, with each other, um, person to person. Um, I just think uh, we're we're too good of a society to have a computer take us over. <laughs> Well said. Right. Well right. said. We're we're not going to be um, like those movies that had the uh, I don't know, name some movies that had Terminator Two, Terminator Two, or uh, a bunch of robots attacking us. Yeah, because they're going to outsmart us. No, we we're going to be still outsmarting computers, right? Robots aren't going to be attacking us because there's always going to be a human behind the robots controlling what's happening, right? Um, so. I, I'm on the, you know, the perspective of always thinking, uh, you know, positive for the future. Yes, it's, you know, the day to day is uh, the headlines get to us. That's why I don't watch the news um, and not do so much, uh, too much social media, uh, because it it, it it impacts your subconscious and, and all that. And, um, I just uh, I just hope more people, you know, embrace that positivity, that things will be okay. Absolutely. So when you're stressed and you're feeling that way, what activity 
that you like to do in Long Beach to help calm you down? So Long Beach, um, what activity in Long Beach? I, I, I enjoy running in the, in the neighborhood. Um, so I'm training for the, the Long Beach Marathon in October. Awesome. Ramping up slowly. Uh. Uh, so I'm up to, uh, I ran seven miles a couple weeks ago uh, on a weekend. So I'm, I'm ramping up. I'm trying to get to 10, hopefully here in the next couple months. And then uh, hopefully by, not hopefully, I will um, by September be able to just run 20 miles uh, straight. And then, and then do the marathon um, in October. That, that's, that's very, very good. Because I am somebody who uh, has run a marathon. I ran the LA marathon. Oh, nice. And one of the things that, that I did wrong in running the, the, um, in the training portion, I actually ran a marathon before the marathon. And I, I regret doing that. It, <laughs> I put a toll on my body um, before the race. Cause I did it. I did it like a month in advance. I did it a month advance, but my body was still not the same. Oh. And then another, another factor and uh, that I didn't think about, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you too, is when you're running the marathon, when you're actually doing the marathon, you're going to be, you're running at a faster pace. The reason why you were doing that is because there's people yeah. on the side of the, uh, on the side going, yeah. cause you have your name on your badge going, you come on, that? Chris. Go. Yeah. And, and, and like for me, when they said, come on, Paul. So I'm just like going now and I'm going at a faster pace than I trained at. Yep. So by, for me, by, um, I think it was mile 19 or 20, I hit a wall because I was going so fast. And then you, you know, it's net, at that point, it's not a physical thing. It's a mind game because you're thinking to yourself, I got, I, I got 20, I have six more miles, to, six, six miles plus to go. Are you kidding me right now? I don't think I can do it. Your mind starts playing tricks on you. And that's when you just got to say, just get back in your groove, Chris, get back in your groove, do your breathing, take a drink of water, whatever you can do for your training, but go back, slow your mind down because that, um, that was the biggest thing was my pace was higher. And yeah, I experienced that same thing uh, when I did the Huntington Beach Half Marathon. Oh, okay. Uh, That's good. Right? It, was, uh, it was a Super Bowl Sunday a few years ago, and I was running at a pace right, that, I, that I didn't know I was running at. Uh -huh. Because I was trying to, there's, you know, there's a lot of people, and their yeah. adrenaline starts going, there's people cheering you on. And by about mile nine or ten, I started cramping. Mm. Like, no, don't cramp. Yeah, and I had a, I had a goal to finish um, under under two hours, right? Okay. And there's some people that can do half marathons within an hour. I'm not that type of ultra athlete. Yeah. My goal was two under two hours. That's just a great uh, goal. That's pretty quick. What's that? That's a great goal. That's pretty quick for for somebody that's not. I mean, you're. I mean, you, that's not your main goal. I mean, you, I mean, that's part of the things you do. So I think yeah. that's a, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, in my head, I'm thinking oh, it's it's fine if I finish it in two ten, no big deal. Right, so I started cramping up, and I go, gosh, I had, to, I had to slow down and start walking. Cramps would go away, right? And then they have the stations where you fill up on, on electrolytes, whatever. And then I go, maybe I can, I, maybe I can do this, right? So I did. Uh, I started doing sprints, sprints, mm -hmm. and then light jogs, so I mm -hmm. can make up the times I was walking. And then uh, as I got closer to the finish line, you know, you have the the the, uh, the timer there. 
and it said an hour and 51 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, see, it sounds like your wind was fine, which is, that's a good thing. Your wind sounds like it was fine. So you were doing sprints. Sounds like you were, your, your wind was fine. So that's a good thing. The wind was fine. It's just the muscle cramps were yeah. terrible. Yeah. And then I made, I made another mistake after the, after I ran, they have a beer garden. So I chugged it. No, <laughs> no. Dehydrate you some more, huh? Yeah. Chugged a couple beers, went home to watch the Super Bowl, And then I came down with a fever. Um, I just didn't feel well for like the rest of the day. I bet and not. That week I was I was just done. Yeah. I was on marathon though, so I'm looking forward to what what kind of uh, body I, uh, how I beat up my body in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I mean for me, I mean I, I, for me, you know, it took me a few days to like the next day I I couldn't get off the couch because my 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 body was just uh, tore up, but. Um, but it sounds like you're taking care of yourself differently this time around. And I think that, you know, yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't be drinking alcohol right after a race, (laughs) you know, get the, get the right liquids in you slow, slow your roll, relax, get a massage, do the right things and you'll be fine. All right. I'll, I'll be there. Uh, matter of fact, the, uh, the course is right next to my house. So I'll uh, I'll I'll um, I'll make sure I'm standing out there cheering for you. All right, you'll, you'll probably need to be at mile 21. Mile? Oh, oh yeah, so I can start coaching you. <laughs> yeah, start start coaching me for the next uh, I don't know a couple hours. Yeah. Mile 20. <laughs> I gotta get into shape so I can run with you. Why don't you join me? Yeah, <laughs> the the whole thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've done it. I've done it before, and um, boy, oh boy, I can remember my, my my mind and my thoughts at that time. I mean, it was amazing, but it 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 was the most one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life was that right there. That's awesome. There's a reason why less than one percent of the population completes a marathon. There's a reason why because it's not easy, and I know you're not taking it lightly, and I know you're gonna kill it. You have a, a time where you're trying to hit. No, I'm not trying to hit a time. I just want to finish. Okay, cool. I just want to do one marathon, at least one marathon in my lifetime. Um, and that, this will probably be the only one I'll ever run. Nice. Long Beach Marathon. I want to represent Long Beach. I love it. I love it. I love it. Represent the city you live in. Represent the city. Well, Chris, is there any last words you want to leave us with? No, no, uh, you know, no, nothing, uh, nothing spectacular. Um, you know, we live in a great city. We live in uh, great communities uh, uh, in the city of Long Beach. I know, I know. We probably didn't talk. The majority of our talk was mostly on like mindset stuff and and uh, other other things. But I got to tell you this: um, you know, Long Beach uh, has a lot of great people, right, um, from all walks of life. So, what I encourage uh, everyone who uh, who lives in Long Beach or um, Plans on visiting Long Beach is just a lot to do uh, around here. You know, connect with those uh, in Long Beach, connect with Paul, connect with myself, connect with the other guests that uh, Paul will uh, Paul will have here on his uh, podcast. Uh, lots to do out here. No, we don't have any professional football teams, but we do have the uh, the dirt bags. Cheer them on. We have uh, our men's volleyball team. I think they're playing tonight. Oh, they're playing tonight at the pyramid. No, they're playing at UCLA. Probably oh, UCLA. They are playing UCLA in the final four. So that's tonight. Um, 
Yeah, we had the, I mentioned the, the dirtbags, uh, our basketball team uh, improved. So a lot of great things. Our, our women's basketball team improved as well. Um, so check that out. Uh, hey, Lakewood, uh, I know Lakewood is not really considered a Long Beach, but Lakewood High School uh, is, uh, is within the Long Beach Unified. They, they just finished up their first uh, lacrosse uh, team, uh, Lakewood High School. But my son was part of that, very proud of the, that program. Uh, a lot of the high schools out here have really good uh, you know, programs. Uh, Polly, uh, Wilson, um, Milliken, you know, they're, they're all uh, you know, great high school. I think our education system is getting better. Um, I mean, if um, you look uh, 20 years ago, you, you would think, why would I put my kid in the Long Beach Unified School District? I, I think it's... Uh, getting better um you know a lot a lot of uh, great programs uh you know for high school kids to choose from um even their athletic programs are, get, are getting better equipment's getting better i'm, I'm so surprised uh, the, the fields i don't know if you've ever taken a tour of some of these high school fields football fields and, and facilities oh, they're better than probably some colleges out there um so long beach is uh long beach is going to continue to grow and I, uh, I highly recommend you reach out if you have more questions uh, about Long Beach to those that you know that live in, that, live in this great city. Chris, it's been fun, man. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. I knew, talking with you, I knew we couldn't just stay on Long Beach. We had more to talk about. We had to get it all out, and I love it. It's all about mindset. It's all about the city of Long Beach. So thanks again for coming on, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate you. For next time, see you next time. It's a Long Beach thing. Go Beach! Thank you for tuning into It's a Long Beach thing. Please tune in next time for another great episode. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.